Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What makes for a great vacation? Depends on who you ask. Are you looking to get away or bring everyone together? Do you want to get outside and play or see a play at the plate? Fortunately, however you operate, I'm the destination you've been looking for. The name's Missouri, but you can call me Mo. And I have just one question. What's your M.O.? To find your M.O., tap now. Or for information on safe travel, come see me at visitmo.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. 
Episode 9, Season 4 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. All right. Hi. Good evening. How's everyone doing? I'm doing good. Better than last week? Much better than last week. Much better. <laughs> yeah, it's better. It's good. Uh, a much better feeling. Uh, just feel optimistic about the, the future of Tottenham Hotspur. Maybe win the League League Challenge, maybe. We went to the end and took the piss. Is that all? We'll come on to that, T. Uh, T's here. Uh, we've got Jack... Mac, Daddy, McEnroy, no, Big Daddy McEnroy, is that yeah, right? Big Daddy okay. Mac. Yeah, that's fine. Is that, is that a dead one? Jack, Mac... No, Chris Cross, you know, Daddy Mac... Yeah, yeah, he's... One dead. of them died. Yeah, that's him. Did you call him the dead one? No, I, oh. yeah, I did, but not... That's nothing to do with him. Okay. I'm, I'm here and I'm uh, <laughs> alive. <laughs> I thought Jack Mac... No, Jack Big Daddy McEnroy, that should be your name. Yeah, there you we should, go. You should adopt yeah. that. That works. Well, maybe I will. Uh, last time I come up with another one, you didn't rate either. Uh, I can't remember what that was, but... Every time you come on, I'm going to try and enter a new nickname of... each time. <laughs> yeah, 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 lucky game. It's a challenge. And Until I don't you grow... will ever stick. No, they don't. Uh, and Spooky, as you just heard, really interrupting right. my conversation. Yeah, welcome back. Want me a four mate to talk over everyone? <laughs> you did that a bit last time. Yeah. You get carried away. You're only, I'll, only, be, I'll be chill today. You're only here one, one once in a, a blue moon, so I can't understand. Why are you touching me? Don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yes. Uh, well, we will come on to Arsenal, obviously. Um, I didn't see any of it because it was my brother's wedding. Uh, poor, poor excuse. How was the wedding? Um, it was good, yeah, it was good. But I just it, the, the, it's, it's such an odd experience to actually know that Arsenal Spurs are playing and for the first time probably in my life never been able to see it. And I quite enjoyed having that taken away from me because it meant that I didn't have to sit through it. And given the way the game went, I know that Spurs defended well, but it, they had a lot of possession and that kind of stuff does start to get to you as a fan when watching the game I'd imagine it would have been quite stressful for me when I got married luckily uh, Tottenham were playing on the Sunday which was just a fluke of coincidence but I was sitting at the uh, table eating like the wedding uh, meal and someone came up and went uh, Balotelli's let off some fireworks in his bathroom <laughs> <laughs> I kind of lifted the mood do you know what I mean <laughs> you're getting mad you're a bit depressed yeah well, that, that made me, that made me I mean, I'd been like weeping for an hour isn't it? So. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah was he? you had an emotional one yeah, I just broke down. Broke down. <laughs> I can barely get the vowels out. If you haven't listened to an episode of the Fighting Cop with Jack on before, you can find him on Twitter. It's at Yids, as we've said before, the, the great best Twitter handle of all time. There's no other. The goat. And uh, you also run South London Hardcore, but you've also got a bit of an announcement to make, haven't you? You've created something else. Uh, yeah, I've started a podcast network. Uh, it's called Holdfast Network. You go to holdfastnetwork.com, and we've got uh, four podcasts: South London Hardcore, which is uh, an exploration of South London culture and history and, you know, we have guests and stuff. And then on Tuesdays we have Forward the Hamlet, which is a fortnightly Dulwich Hamlet podcast, non-league. Actually, in, um, next week we've got a guy on called Peter Garland who once played for Tottenham. He came through the Tottenham youth system and he played in, like, in March or April 91. So it was just before we... Uh, well, around the time we would have beat Arsenal in the semi-final. What was his name? Peter Garland. He was... Newcastle's uh, what's his name Kevin Keegan's first signing for Newcastle wow and Kevin Keegan says in his autobiography that he regretted it <laughs> uh, so he played for Newcastle twice and he went on to be like a Dulwich Hamlet great in the 90s but, oh, so right, we're interviewing right. him So, but I'll, uh, I'll put a link out because it'll be interesting to hear from someone who played for Spurs yeah is he a Spurs fan 
I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. He's in. Uh, I'm going to go to New Eltham to see him uh, on the weekend. So you've got other other podcasts as well. Yeah, and then on uh, Wednesdays we have Left Field Shout for the next twelve weeks, which is a film podcast with, by a guy called Joe Greenwood talking about kind of niche uh, films. He's a Tottenham fan, and his his podcast is brilliant. And then on Thursdays we have a comics podcast called Process, where artists and writers talk about the process of creating comics. And they're all strong. Yeah. Like, I'm not just saying that because I'm involved, but what about two Monday? of them I'm not involved What about involved Mondays? In. Mondays are suffering and hardcore, man. Oh, well, Friday, you have Friday <laughs> off. So you, you can't have the fine cock and Monday. You know, I thought you were coming on to announce that you were signing the fine cock. <laughs> obviously, if you you release on Monday, then that's not going to work at all. You, you don't need us, to... man. You don't need us. <laughs> <laughs> or you could move to Sunday. Do it on Sunday. We're South London, so maybe we should uh, sign an Arsenal podcast. Oh, oh, Not even the fucking joke. You don't joke about that. No, not on this one. Not this week. No. <laughs> anyway, today of all days. Today of all days. Let's dig at Arsenal from being South London. Forget it, man. Forget yeah, it. Yeah, no, yeah, no. But not, not even a mention of them unless we're playing against them. Or, uh, or they're being killed. Yep, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, T. Fine. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, remember to vote for the Fighting Cock on the FBAs. We put out a bit of a request last week. We've had loads of people tweeting and saying, like, more than I thought. Yeah, like, exactly. At least eight. Or yeah. nine. <laughs> Maybe double figures. Eight, nine hundred. I mean, no, no, there's literally Million. loads. There's like a couple, literally a couple of hundred. So obviously we need thousands, so we've not got a chance. But thank you for everybody who, uh, who did tweet, and you still can. I think it's the 10th of October, it closes. Yeah. And how would I go about doing that? Well, the website. I wanted to vote for the fighting cock. Well, the website is footballblogintheawards.co.uk. And I think I think it's all on there. Just vote for the best podcast as a fighting cock. The easiest way to do it, actually, is if you look on our Twitter timeline. As this comes out, we'll put out another tweet, and all you have to do is click on this tiny little link on Twitter, yeah, and it yeah. registers Register to vote. vote yeah. Bef- before anyone thinks that we're begging here, just because we want to be perceived as being popular, we just want a night out to get pissed. I'm not going to ceremony. No, I'm not. I'm shit. I'm begging for votes. Get, I want them all. I want everybody to listen to this. You, just give up. Let uh, get us there. You just, know what? Flav's actually written a victory speech. I've actually had a read of it. It's, it's fucking awesome. So just for that. <laughs> But if he doesn't win, then the, the speech never comes out to the public. So just think of it from that point of view. I know that's a nice promotional tool. I like what you've done there, T. But it there makes you me look like a prick. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I was naked when I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, there's also uh, kind of a bit of 1882 news. We could talk a little bit about Forest last week, but um, essentially none of the Euro- Europa League games are going to be 1882 because the allocations just prevented us from doing it. It's such a massive expat community for, for Greek fans, but also for Turkish and the other one. Serbia. Well, that's less so because they've just got a massive support. Yeah. So they're going to take their block. So it's just made it really, really difficult. And the reason why it was such such an easy thing to do last year was because none of the teams we, we played either had either a big support or a massive expat community in, in London. So it's not... Not happening, but it's much, much harder to do it at the moment. And I think we learned from Forrest last week that unless we've got enough time to push it and be given a block in good time, it's kind of pointless, really. And it was good against Forrest. It was, you know, I had a great time, but it was a pocket of about 100. That sounded like you did have a great time. And I'm saying that. Oh, yeah, I had a really uh, great time. If you compare it to what we did last year when you had six, seven hundred together. And it was such a brilliant atmosphere and it's such a great thing to be a part of. And then you go to Forest and the block's sort of sporadic. among, And it's just a bit frustrating because it could be so good. But the club, for whatever reason, for many reasons, not for whatever reason, 
it's just not that easy and it's not easy for them to accommodate us not because we're rowdy or anything or, or, or bring the club into disrepute but because there's just not enough seats in White Hart Lane it's not enough and there's too many people want to go and see it just well, play March for you if you've got a problem with that yeah. I'm well, moving soon isn't it so. well you know when we do move it'll be so easy because we'll have we'll have about 20,000 empty seats each week to choose from that'd be amazing um, <laughs> what about Brighton yeah Brighton we're definitely going to do because really we, yeah 32 Okay. Right, we're going to try this. It's going to be 32 as opposed to 35. Brighton are going to be taking 35 because they're going to take their allocation. Big day for them. But 32 it isn't on the season ticket, so everybody has to buy their tickets. So it means that there will be more season tickets. Uh, sorry, tickets for the game available. And it means that you know we'll give it a shot. If it works, it works. If it doesn't work, then so what? We'll go and watch Spurs play, yeah. YOLO. Okay, YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> and prick of the week this week, Paul Merson. So we, we, have none, we haven't done Prick of the Week for about eight months. But, no, no. Back the popular demand. Um, that was, it was a bizarre <laughs> statement. It was almost like a fan talking, but uh, like joking when they were yeah. speaking, not an actual paid pundit of, a, of one of the biggest sports networks in the world. Yeah. It wasn't his usual professional intelligence self. <laughs> how, how does a man keep a job? Seriously, you see him and he's like a bum. He's like my dad. It's like my, watching my dad have a job. Uh, uh, in, in broadcasting out of the the, the Gillian and one <laughs> statements and predictions he's made I mean look the thing is he's he's as pro Arsenal as you're ever going to get I I've never on if you ever watch if you ever have the misfortune of watching Gillette Soccer Saturday they all hate Tottenham anyway I mean they've got Charlie Nicholas on there he's a good you know uh, Matt Letizia is sometimes sympathetic he's meant to be a Spurs fan but he doesn't shout about it so he actually retains a sense of Professional well-being, and you know when he's on the show because he doesn't come across as a Tottenham fan. But the rest of them hate us. So, what do you actually think Paul Merson's going to say? So he's not going to sit there and go, "Well, I think Tottenham got a chance." Well, and as you are about to say, this, sure, this is this is what he actually said: "If the game is you pass, we pass." I don't see how they can stay with Arsenal. He's going to say us, but he said us. I know he's going to say us. Yeah, <laughs> playing Mesut Ozil behind Danny Welbeck were to treat at Villa. And I expect more of the same. I'll say 3 0 to Arsenal, and that's being kind. But that, that, it worked a treat for 10 minutes in a go blitz, and that was it. And supposedly, I'd never saw the game, but a lot of people saying that they weren't that great. You didn't course, see it? No, I'm talking about the, the Villa game. Oh, right, right. The, they, they, they blitzed Villa, they were depleted, and everyone came out of that game thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and in fact, you know, I, I probably thought off the back of some of their performances that um, we were going to get smashed. And I think. Yeah, I don't think it's the most outrageous prediction he's ever made. To be honest, I was expecting closer to that than the one all. And you know, going back to your uh, Gillian reference, I mean that was like that was against Arsenal, wasn't it? He was saying like Arsenal were a Gillian miles away from the title. A Gillian miles, he repeated. Uh, but so he is. I don't think he's really ramming over his point. Yeah, he just sort of. I think he just kind of. He's not very intelligent, is he? And he just no. kind of. He has a point. And he just sort of runs with it, and then mo- there's not a lot of facts involved. And sometimes it's pro Arsenal, and sometimes it's not so pro Arsenal. I've seen him. He's just like- rubbish, isn't he? And, and there's absolute rubbish on the BBC, and there's rubbish on ITV. It's just a, in a terrible it's state. It's because he's so rubbish that he does continue to. Because he's kind of comedy value. They kind yeah, of bring it's a, in, a parody. And he doesn't realise yeah, it. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. No, I think he. Yeah, he I probably does realise yeah, it. Yeah, I think he knows. Yeah, I think he, like, he's well but aware. But saying that, you know, other pundits are coined in terms like weldy and stuff. You know what I mean? He's throwing. He's changing the landscape. <laughs> is it the beans and toast? <laughs> now it's his phrase. No one I know says that. Anyone I do would get a slap. What yeah. is it? 
where he says, does, does, does the same post as beans and toast. And is it the beans and toast? Yeah, and that's it. Is it the beans? Is it the beans again? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Just shut up, you utter mong. I'd, yeah, I mean, if it wasn't an Arsenal, if it wasn't in relation to Arsenal, then I'd probably accept him and probably think he's quite lovable. But the fact <laughs> that he, he is Arsenal makes me despise him. And the fact that how they can have fucking Charlie Nichol, Nicholas and <laughs> Paul, Paul Merson. And Alan Smith. And Alan Smith. Oh, in God. One lineup is ridiculous. What is it about Arsenal, ex Arsenal and ex. Liverpool. Liverpool. Well, Phil Thompson, you've not mentioned, is like the most biased of the lot, isn't he? I mean, he's quite openly. He's a wanker. Has he gone now? They, no, no, they took him off Liverpool games because he's a, <laughs> he's a kind of a bit too much. The guy is a wanker. I hate him so much. Um, but yeah, yeah, there does seem. Uh, what, is there any ex Spurs? The only one I can think of is Paul Walsh. Yeah, Paul he, he hates Spurs. He does. Yeah. Mullery Fair does Sky quite well. does occasional yeah. Yeah. Jamie Redknapp as well, but I think that's coming up later in the show, isn't it? Yeah, we'll, Don't want to spoil it. We'll talk about him. Fucking Burke. Jamie Pricknap. Okay, so I, I didn't get to see the games. So it's gonna be, gonna that's be, a weak pun, though. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> but you know what? We're talking about Sky, <laughs> so I'm pun. at their I'm at their level of quality. Yeah. So you're our Paul Merson. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently I speak like Ray Parler. So <laughs> you do, you yeah. do. It's ridiculous when you, I when you hear it. I refuse to. I refuse to. Um, yeah, so I didn't get to see the games. So it's going to be very tricky for me to to comment. I did watch the match of the day highlights, which looked like we we got absolutely dropped. But I understand football isn't as simple as fifty minute highlights. So, Spooky, take us away. What happened? Well, to follow up on that comment, I think when you're watching the game, um, you tend to see it through the eyes of someone who's very nervous, and you don't really get a stranglehold on what's actually going on because you, the fear of losing is so strong that you don't tend to sort of analyse it like you would perhaps if you're watching a game of two other teams. That's me. I don't know, you guys might be a lot calmer when you're watching it. But the first half, watching back some of the highlights, I think we did better than we did. We just had a tactic, a plan to sit back, not press high up the pitch, soak it in and counter. And if it wasn't for some pretty poor last touches in the final third we might have actually scored on the counter a couple of times in the first half. So based on that, and the fact that Arsenal bottled it, because I think they actually... I don't know what kind of system... You know what it's like at the Emirates? Arsenal come out and they fucking tear it up. And usually you think, shit, we're going to get thrashed here. They get coming forward, and it was like, well, this is all right, this is working. Spurs, who were coming into this game struggling a little bit, are actually containing Arsenal and countering... And we're actually complaining about the fact that we're not getting that final ball. It's like a back heel that was, shouldn't have been back heeled. And is there was there a change in Pochettino's system to you know that high pressing thing? Was he were we willing to sit back? Were we kind of wait, kind of soaking it, up the pressure? It and wasn't. Then... It wasn't them putting us under pressure. That's the way I saw it, and I think a lot of people. Have, have... But, but was he? Did he try and implement that kind of high pressure game, or was it about sitting back and trying to I get think, on the counter? I think it was sitting back and countering for because that would kind of one of the arguments with Southampton was that he had one plan, yeah. and that was the high pressure, and if it failed, he yeah. it, it fall apart. Well, obviously he's had a thought about it. Either that, or he's looked at the squad and thought, "Fucking hell, I can't do anything with this team." So <laughs> <laughs> let's just sit back and soak it up and hope and hope we don't concede, and we might we might grab a goal, which is exactly what we ended up doing. It was it was a bit rope a dope, and um, we did take oh. the, we were mm. under a lot of pressure. You can use that for your blog, by the way. I'll let you have that one. But, um, <laughs> no, um, we did we did we did withstand a lot of pressure. But the biggest issues we had was our defence from the West Brom game. Um, I mean, the, the way we considered the goal, for example, they had 
burying you know, chance after chance after chance. And in this game, you know, our defence is resolute. Our full-backs, you know, Norton came back. Yeah. He was brilliant. Um, Rose is good, I felt. Um, Kabul, Kabul. Yeah. probably his best game since 2011 Definitely. in the Spurs shirt. And Vertonghen was just unflappable as well. Yeah. And Loris showed that he's world-class. Oh, they had some out. protection as well, didn't they? Which, uh, you know, Ryan Mason and Kapuwe, uh, yeah, they were... Formidable, weren't they in the middle? I mean, with Ryan Mason, I don't know. I, I'm not. I don't get carried away with young players really. And the role we played, we've seen other players like Jamie O'Hara and Jermaine Genus have a good game in that kind of position. Mm. It's kind of a limited mm-hmm. uh, job you have to do, really, isn't it? But so having said that, he was very good, wasn't he? Brave, brave to select him, and I know <laughs> people say, "Well, okay, he's 23 years old. He's older than Ericsson and Lamella." But experience-wise, yeah. he's not. You can't. You know, you can't compare him. It's still a massive game to drop him into the centre midfield and ask him to do a job. But obviously, it's like a Sherwood sort of move, wasn't it? Yeah, almost. Yeah, it almost. Feel, but without the agenda. It, when I saw his start, <laughs> yeah. I thought Ben, ben <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. Um, so there was some massive accolades for uh, Kabul. Can you describe what? How? He was a, he was a rock, the brick wall. He just was a leader and a captain, and all the nervous. Performances that he has given, he's looked a bit shaky. Just he, the, the defense looked like a defense. Even Danny Rose, people should get off his back for a little bit now because I'm not saying off the back of one game, but you know, just back your players, back the team, and if if they can actually keep a uh, uh, retain a back four over three or four games, then that defense is going to get better. If he keeps changing it, swapping it around, then that's when we start struggling for a bit of like momentum and just form. Well, funny enough, I spoke to Aguna today at work and he was saying that Rhodes is actually pretty crap. But I'm saying, considering that your best player was Oxley Chamberlain and he was, that's your Rhodes' mark, and I think Rhodes did a pretty admirable job. Yeah. Because him and um, Chambers are doubling up all the game, all game long and he's still held firm. Yeah. And his booking wasn't even for fouling or anything, which he normally tends to do. His booking was for well, yeah. time wasting. See, so you went to the game. I did. How yes. was it? What was it like? I mean, it's been tense over there a couple of times. I, I felt it was tense. Um, it was well, and there's going to be a cricket score, but then they got a couple of injuries early on, didn't they? Yep. So, um, nice to see. But yeah, what? so um, but in terms of the atmosphere, it was it was all right. But I was right by the Arsenal fans, so I wasn't exactly at the core mm. of our fans. So I me to really say that thought was great or bad. But it was a very tense first half. Um, in terms of no alcohol, it was just very, very weird because normally at half time, you know, I'm, I'm 40 minutes, I'm in the concourse having a beer. 60 minutes, I'm back in the, back in the crowd watching, watching the game. But at half time, we just speaking to our friends who sat around us and. Talking second, about property prices yeah, and probably, the latest you know. app you've downloaded from the. the Audi are doing caviar now, but I didn't realise this until the game. But anyway. Um, yeah. But, um, but no, the, the, the atmosphere was all right. I mean, the day was a bit. Because I started drinking at two, so I wasn't really smashed or anything. I mean, normally I'd be drinking by early doors, but... Because you were part of the uh, police escort? No, no, no. One pub only had that, which is why I didn't go there. Were you scared? No, I just don't see <laughs> No, I'm scared. <laughs> this is what happens is you get taken to the ground at a certain time, not of your choosing. So I didn't see a point of that. I'd rather just drink elsewhere and just have a quiet drink with my friend and just go to the ground when I want to go. Did you have your hip flask with you? I wanted to, but I didn't want. I didn't really see the point of risking a banning. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, if you get caught with it, although um, I think you're scared again, T. I think you should have come, go, come, come in, bring your rum in if you want. You're a grown man. Yeah. Do we want? What do you think about the idea that actually there was a ban in order, well, not ban in order, but a ban on alcohol in Tottenham section, but not a ban in, in any other? section of that ground 
it's almost as if like Tottenham are so badly behaved, which I don't even think is remotely true. It's probably but, more to do with the fact that it, the away supporters are, are more likely to be rowdy on away territory and the police just want to contain, sober them up for the, the two hours that they're in the ground. We were talking with um, Football Supporters Federation on Twitter about this as it was announced because they were quite angry about it. And um, at the Liverpool and Everton game, they have the power to stop serving alcohol if the behaviour of the away support is particularly bad. So at any point they can bring the shutters down, mm. no more alcohol as a kind of punishment for the bad behaviour. And they monitor it. That would be a much more sensible way to do it. And it isn't the club, it's the police that make this decision. But I think Tottenham, as a football club and a company that has an interest in satisfying the demands of its customers, i.e. us, they should fight our corner and say, well, actually, if you're going to ban alcohol, ban it in the whole stadium. So that- yeah, That's the trouble, is it's not fair, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't drink at all. So I'm kind of, for me, sitting next to a load of kind of people that are boozing in a game I don't know I'm not a fan of it generally mm. and I think if you know it's the kind of you get a lot of kind of people shouting stupid things and you know it yeah. is a source of a lot of rowdiness but that's not really the point like the point is that if you're selling it in you know the rest of the stadium it's not fair to not sell it in that part of the stadium you have to kind of have a, a rule really yeah yeah. I mean, I like, as that group of human beings is less able to yeah, handle right. alcohol than the rest I I get the away support thing, though, because it is generally more rowdy. I don't think it made a huge amount of difference to how fans are acting, because if you, you, if you can't drink it after, you're going to drink more before the game anyway, so yeah, I, agree, I don't yeah. see how I don't see how that gets rid of the problem. It doesn't. No. Was there any checks going in? Um, was it any worse than usual? No. No, I mean, I expected it to be really thorough. I mean, I got to the ground at about 20 past, 20 past five, and I got in comfortably before the game started. That's just patronising, really, though, is Just let them drink. Well, that's, that's... I mean, people say it's about going two hours without alcohol. It's not that. It's about having a choice. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's what the problem is. I mean, I've been to um, North London derbies and not drank all day because I wasn't able to for one reason or another. So it's not a case of I can't go without a drink. I'd just rather have the choice to do so or not to do so. Yeah. That's... Well, before we move off the game, you know, there's a lot of talk about uh, Arsenal kind of deserving a win and stuff. And like, what was it sixty nine percent possession they had? Yeah. But you know, you got to kind of score goals, didn't you? And for all the talk of like Arsenal being the better team, they ain't that good, are they? You know, like Welbeck and um, Oxley Chamberlain. It's not exactly Perez and Henri, is it? No. You know, and that was I don't know. I felt that kind of came across in the game that this is two teams that you know it's not a kind of top two clash, is it? There's no. a kind of there was a kind of a, a bit of mediocrity on display, and I was glad to come out of a point, but. It wasn't like you're playing like an Arsenal of old. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I heard someone say about, oh, this team could be as good as the Invincibles. Oh, yeah, what is that? That's that fucking... Arsenal fan TV. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to plug, plug in the laptop because it's running out of battery and then I had to come back up to reaffirm your point there, T. It's, the it's, pirate on Arsenal fan TV. Yeah. Whatever happened to the Spurs one, that? Thankfully, yeah. Don't say anything, otherwise it won't happen. All right. um, but, um, but no, I think I agree with what Jack said. I mean, neither team was vintage, was a vintage person, was a vintage Arsenal either. And Arsenal only had one approach. Um, I think there was a blog out by Bainge, this um, Rule of Roos, and it says Wenger's in game management is pretty poor. I just think he came with one approach, and Pochettino changed the system, changed the system from game to game, and he's shown how in that last game in particular, in, in the Arsenal game. He's played a completely different system, and c- considering how bad he were against West Brom, it's a really good way to come back against 
Exhausting. That's well, we wanted the reaction, didn't we? We, we got reaction. Well, yeah. I'm happy with the point, considering I wasn't that confident before the game. Um, Every Spurs man I've spoken to has been quite positive about it. Yeah, felt. because it mm. proved that the players do care, and there's a bit of pride restored. There was, there, there was stuff. There was, there, there were things in the game that you can take out as a positive. Um, Cabal's performance, the defence's performance, Mason. Uh, still, we have a problem with the final third and just the movement and just getting the right three players to support the front guy. And, and I don't know, maybe we, we still need more. We need to add something more to the squad. And that's the biggest concern because we never seem to, to likely to do that. Mm. I think the negative was that the way we played was such, you know, almost a fallback from, well, I don't want to say the halcyon days, but when Redknapp was there, we, we took the game. We took the game to Arsenal at least. when Bale and Modric were there, not when Redknapp was well, there. Well, yeah, when, when they were there. We did, and, though, we did. We, we, and we took the game to them, and then this is almost like, you know, it's almost complete about-face, where we're just, you know, yeah, we're playing as, we're playing as a small team. Damage limitation in some way. We haven't got four or five world-class players yeah, in the squad anymore. Last season, when AVB went there, he, he, we, we basically controlled the possession of the entire game. We were much the better team in terms of the run of play and you know and holding on to the ball but that isn't the way you saw what Dortmund Dortmund had less possession than Arsenal at home in Dortmund and destroyed them so you know you, you play within your ball. means yeah and you do what anyone else falling in love with Chadley yet I'm well in love I don't understand why people are caning him there's some people are saying that if he doesn't can, if he doesn't score that he doesn't he, you know doesn't do anything else he scored but, four times this season no but I watched <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean obviously I went to the game and I watched it and I watched it again last night and I thought he was a constant thorn in their side yeah you know he, he worked his arse off you know I just think the, the problem we have is that um, it's just the understanding between Lamella and his teammates Lamella sees a pass of four anyone else is and the teammates just aren't up to speed yet a nice and ball I, through as well yeah. for the goal and I believe when, when they do start to get in his wavelength will be a lot more dangerous I mean with Chadley you know it's a bit like Sigurdsson last season in a way like they're not world class footballers by any stretch but they put the ball in the net and it's, it's a lot more than you can say for some of them mm. do you know what I mean say like you're kind of Aaron Lennon's uh, uh, Andros Townsend's etc you know what I mean there's a uh, obvious I know but there's a lot to be said for someone who actually puts the ball in the net Jack and uh, Spook, you haven't been on the pod for, you know, Jack's first time, yours probably second. second this season. What's your opinion of Pochettino now? Is he the right guy? Do you think you've seen enough so far? Um, yeah, no, I can't really shake the feeling that we just never go for a manager that's won trophies. I find that disappointing. I think we're a big enough club that we could, you know, cast a net a bit wider and try... I mean, we were linked to Van Gaal, weren't we? Obviously, that's not going particularly well for Manchester United. But... You know, it disappoints me we went for a manager that's not really achieved very much and he's still kind of got to prove himself I think um, but it's kind of going alright so far isn't it I mean he's stuck with a squad that we regret mostly regret buying I think <laughs> do you know what I mean though yeah, like yeah. kind of broadly speaking <laughs> it's too early to say and I mean you know at the end of the day he's taken that squad he's gone to Arsenal we've got a draw out of it and it's early days in his reign mm. and that's a positive sign, but I'm not getting carried away yet at the moment. Yeah. Before the Arsenal game, he had the lowest points tally since Hondo Ramos <laughs> from the start of the season. So I'm just going to put that out there. I can live with that, man. We were top of the league a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a Yeah, no, look, I've got no... I've got expectations, but I've got no sort of deadlines on those ex- expectations. One of the things that we, we tend to do is... I mean, we've probably appointed every type of blueprint. 
managers leave it alone. Yeah. yeah, we've tried everything: the young managers, the old managers, the experienced managers. And I don't think we can attract the the career managers like Van Gaal and, and other 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 top tier coaches that potentially just want to win trophies at a team that is set up to do it immediately. I know United have got Champions League this season. Oh, either, they were different levels last year. Yeah, it's yeah. Manchester United. I mean, let's put it into perspective. But we, we've. Uh, with this appointment, if all I care about is whether the, the board and the chairman have basically said to him, get on with it, there are no set things for you to do, we, we appreciate it's a messy job, we appreciate the power. I mean, if you compare us to Chelsea and City now, the, the difference compared to when we went up to Man City and lost 3-2 in that game where we could have kicked on if the foe had scored... Oh. You compare the, the, the difference in momentum and, and, and difference in class, it was minimal. Do you think the diff- there would be any difference, though, even now, between the, even if Defoe had scored that goal, that no, toe no, at the end? There would no, be no difference. No, no difference. Well, because be, I think there's a high, high chance we would have ended up in the Champions League. Though we probably would have done and that. Then we, uh, and then uh, I we think you know, Redknapp, Redknapp was harshly sacked, as much as like, I don't think Redknapp is a brilliant manager. And the, the course of history would have been different, but I don't think we would be like. Two-time champions. If that's what you mean. I think, I, I think the issue is around. I think the like, gap between the two clubs would be the same. That's what I'm saying. Well, because the because of the money, the, the way they're spending money, the, the way they, they're finding loopholes with the whole financial play thing. Like Chelsea have got 26 players out on loan. They've got more players out on loan. Does anyone know about you know the final financial fair play thing? Does that include or extend to stadium? I don't think we should really think about that making any difference to rich teams uh, being put but on a level pegging, essentially. If, if we got and the like, detail of it, I think, is irrelevant. Mm. Because, you know, when someone is like they're kind of in financial trouble, they signed David Luiz for 50 million or whatever it was. Yeah. It just shows you, I just think it's irrelevant until you get taken over by a massive consortium or whatever. Well, we can't even have that now. Because of the, financial, they've pulled out, because of the financial fair play. We can't. Oh, they but, can't but come in and throw money at yeah. players. Can, they, yeah. can, can someone, yeah. a, a very rich kind of oil baron, come in and buy the stadium? So pay for the stadium. It, that, that doesn't. In, that's not included in financial fair play. Is well, it? Man City so managed to kind of do kind of shady. There's loopholes, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. So we need some really kind of. I ple- think that that is the least of our problems. That technicality. Well, yeah. look. If you go if you go back to what you were saying about if it has a kind of strange obscure point, I'm trying to push through it. You're right. Yeah. Forget it. Fuck it. If Defoe scored and blah blah blah, Champions League. The, the other problem we've got is that Levy has. Not really back the squad at certain junctures mm. in, in our in our in his tenure. In just in ter- like I was having a conversation with someone online and and trying to argue the point that, that Redknapp hit a brick wall two or three seasons on the trot in terms of tactically not being able to outsmart teams that defended deep, and it was a, a victim of, of his own success because we we were just the most entertaining football club in England and probably one of the most entertaining clubs in Europe. It was no exaggeration. Like we. Blew the Champions League away just in oh, terms of yeah, like, what the hell are th- these guys doing? They're not defending, they're attacking. And then everyone thought, right, we can't go to Spurs and, and play open. We've got to defend deep. And then we were like, oh, we can't break any teams down. And we've been <laughs> cursed with that ever since. But was it Redknapp? If Redknapp was able to buy certain players, would he have got through that? But then the other argument is Redknapp was one of the fucking cheap players that he's bought four times before. Yeah. So it, there was an imbalance yeah. there. there. There's. I, it didn't work between him and Levy, and because of that, he, he got sacked. And and it was never going to work between those two. But it doesn't work between Levy and anyone, though. Well, That's you the go. trouble, yeah, isn't it? The, the but, I mean, we can't. And I guess this is not the topic for today, is it? But like Fine, you say, if we're, if, we're in the middle of uh, the Champions League season, 2010-11, 
and like the transfer window comes and the transfer window closes and we've still got Crouch playing up front. Like that was the time to. Was it, who did we do? What was the window? Was that the window we bought? Yeah, well, there you go. There's fundamentally where the problem is that, and we, in 2006, we could have had a strong uh, January, and I think we bought Gali. Uh, Raziak in 2006, was it not? I think that was later on, but this is, this is the, the season we've obviously missed out on Champions yeah, League. Yeah, no, that was Raziak, wasn't it? Christmas, uh, January 2006? It was January. Anyway, this is not what people want to hear, is it? You've got a point at the Emirates! <laughs> Should have, would have, could have. You know what I mean? It's, um, it's all bollocks, isn't it? I don't know what we're doing every Monday, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Just put out the tonight. same episode every week, no one will notice. Well, we haven't talked one single hour about wanking this week yet, and that's uh, going to please Or Hope Solo. Or Hope Solo, yeah. Oh, we've got some world bad stick. Yeah, really euphemism for. No, no we've got grief. Oh, it can be now. Yes, it should have been. Shit. Um, yeah, we won't go over it, but mm-hmm. all I would say is that we're sorry if you were offended. They're talking to me directly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like I was gesticulating. I'm not sorry, I'll fight you all. <laughs> well, I, I only turned up because I thought we were going to have a deep and meaty conversation about Snatch. Or if you're American, Snatch, the Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah, but awesome. we, we, we all got podcasts for movies, we can do it on that. That's yeah, it yeah. from the first half of the Fighting Cup <laughs> podcast. Uh, we're going to have got Wendy. Windy here, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. I'll start off with the loan players. Shaq Coulthurst played the whole game and scored the only goal of the game as Southend beat Shrewsbury 1-0. Jordan Archer kept a clean sheet this week for Northampton as they won 1-0 at Morecambe. Alex Pritchard played 74 minutes for Brentford, they won 2-0 against Leeds. Grant Hall came back from a groin injury to be an unused sub for Birmingham. Other players that were unused subs this week were Ryan Fredericks for Middlesbrough, Tom Carroll for Swansea, Kenny McAvoy for Peterborough. Lewis Holtby played 86 minutes and got an assist for Hamburg in their 2-1 defeat at home to Eintracht Frankfurt. Grant Ward was an 80-minute sub for Chicago Fire as they lost 2-0 at Houston Dynamo. And Thomas Lavgemelt could be involved for Bari tonight in Italy's Serie B. The under-21s play Manchester United tonight at the Lemex Stadium in Stevenage. That's Monday night. Connor Ogilvie is back in the squad, returning after injury. And Sabayos and Velkovic were also involved. The under-18s lost 4-2 to Chelsea at Hotspur Way on Saturday morning. Maurizio Pochettino was in attendance. They twice went ahead, only to get overrun in the last half an hour. Goals from Luke Amos and Cameron Carter-Vickers put us 2-1 up. Tom Glover also saved a penalty from Tammy Abraham, who ended up scoring a hat-trick for Chelsea. Kieran McKenna said after the game, I don't think I've been involved in a game against Chelsea who are a good side where we've had more of the ball or more chances, so it was disappointing not to take our opportunities. I'm told that Pochettino was most impressed by Kyle Walker-Peters, Cameron Carter-Vickers and Luke Amos, who played in defensive midfield. That's it for this week, but if you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter, at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. It's the second half of the Fighting Cup podcast. Thank you very much, Windy. Thanks, man. Done it again. As ever, dropping that knowledge. Youth update. Uh, the Fighting Cock is sponsored by... Can I just give him some credit? Yeah, go on. He did predict uh, Mason would start. I predicted one all. So, oh. Yeah, but I think his prediction of Mason starting about a week and a bit before was... Uh, 
and that was just his uh, just his footballing opinion rather than the ITK. Did Pochettino say that he really rates him? You fucking liar, Windy! <laughs> <laughs> I believed you. No, he did. He said he really rated him, but he couldn't say it. But he was because of his injury, he, he couldn't get into the team. But everyone was a little bit confused given the fact that he started every pre uh, season game mm. and then was just nowhere. Mm. But he had yeah, this injury. Yeah, he looked good in pre season. Um, and then the first time he's fully fit. He's in. He comes in against Forest, and then it is. It's good. It's a good thing to see, and I like. I like seeing young players come through. I, even if they're not that good, and as you say, Jack, in the first first half, you can't get too excited because one game's one game. And I was really excited about Dyer, and he kind of faded a little bit, as you'd expect of someone. Such so, dry hair, though. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Dry well, hair. Good to replace Siggy, though, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, they've almost got identical haircuts. I do talk about haircuts too much. People give complain, saying, what, "What are you going on about about haircuts all the time?" But I genuinely think the power. Well, of the I, player I never talk about starts haircuts. at the top of the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, the fighting cock is sponsored by Calm. Twelve men a day commit suicide. It's thought because we don't talk about our problems. If you're feeling sad or low, talk to someone. It doesn't have to be someone you know. Calm have a helpline open from five p.m. until midnight. Number zero eight zero eight eight zero two five eight five eight. They also have a web chat system. What are you meant to do before five? <laughs> that's, a good, a, that's a good point. Um, like, out nine to five is the real issue, man. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, web no, chat, web chat, web, web chat between uh, six pm until nine pm. So that's still the problem of the evening. But apparently, the biggest time where where men particularly. Struggle, have a yeah, struggle, yeah, 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 is is in the early hours of the morning. I've done, I've, I've created a project, I've, I've managed a project about male suicide at work and found some terribly, terribly horrible things. Uh, and the early hours of the morning is when it's most difficult. So anyway, look, if you're having a problem, call Calm. They're an amazing organisation. We're proud to be associated with them. And I know we just read this out every week, but yeah. it, is, it is really important to us. And also contribute. I mean, they are a charity, aren't they? Yeah, you can donate to them or run to them as we're, we're going to do. We're going to do a ten k run. Is this happening? Because you had a bit of a hiatus and you've had a bit of a. He's had a bit of a comeback. It's gone all Frank Sinatra on us. Oh, no, does it run? Does it run for a Does it fucking mile in oh, like three minutes? I went, no, I didn't do a mile in three minutes. But I ran, I ran the other day for the first time in two and a half weeks and smashed my personal best. <laughs> just smashed it all over the place. <laughs> fucking brilliant it was. I was going to say it's October on Wednesday. Yep. And you said they're going to run in October. Yep. He said he going to run 10k in October. Yeah, so we're sponsored by Calm. We've got to sort something out. I still haven't got to 10k in my runs in the streets. I, I, I can't commit to something that I'm going to fail in. I try and tell him to run a bit slow, but he won't run slower. So. I, I, do you know what I did, actually? In order to get motivation, I because I, uh, I'd lost a little bit, I went on YouTube and typed in motivational videos. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I know, I know why you're laughing, right? <laughs> right it's worse than that, though. I found... Someone had created a video with a really kind of story. You know, what's that music in Platoon? The one that... Uh, At the end when he falls to his knees. Yeah, it's really kind of emotional. Oh, yeah, yeah. So on, that, was the, that was their backdrop. And then they had, like, inspirational quotes from really bad American sports movies, like Any Given Sunday. That's and good. And I listened to it, <laughs> and I was like, well, let me just do it. I mean, no one can hear me. I didn't think I'd actually be admitting to it on the podcast. No one can hear me. Let me put it in my ears. And I listened to it four times on my run, the same thing over and over again. And I, I've never run as fast. I've never felt so good about myself. It was amazing. <laughs> and there's a reason why these films are made is because fucking it fucking hell. works. So if you need inspiration, Google 
inspirational fucking running music. <laughs> and it gives you everything you need. So the sound, that soundtrack to uh, Rocky, the one where he fights the Russian. But some, Sylvester so, Stallone is in this. There you go. He goes. It's not about how hard you get hit. It's about hard, how hard you get hit and keep moving forward. And it's yeah, so fucking Jesus true. Christ. It's so true. I'm gonna vomit. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Okay, so we've got Best Ship Tash and Southampton coming up. <laughs> Big <laughs> uh, games. Massive, massive games. Um, especially against Southampton are ripping it up. Oh, they second, second, they? Yeah. second in the league and given the, the amount of players they sold and it goes to show that it isn't necessarily spirit about personnel well, yeah. it's about the ideology that you have at the club maybe well, well, haven't they changed all the players and the managers I mean where's the, where's the consistency in the I, ideology I, you, that's I fuck my point I don't know is, is that it, one of your motivational uh, <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, about how many players you lose there's a beautiful irony to this in the fact that we take their manager and they get in another manager who's been the kind of Still a journeyman, isn't he? Really? Yeah, but he, he, everyone knows Ronald Koeman for, Koeman for for what he's done to, yeah, for to G- England. Or for GBH, to David Platt. That's right. I never forget that you can. You're lucky not going to the game on Sunday. What are you? <laughs> Monica Seles, man. Oh, mm. T. We're gonna have to edit that out. That can't stay. That can't stay. Sorry. I'm not. I'm not asking. I'm not asking. In Legal caveat. That was a joke. Just apologise. Yeah, it was a joke. I'm sorry. Cut that out. No, we're not going to. We ain't going to cut it out because I'm not going to ask engineers to do that. But. Okay, I would go up in his face and shout loud words. Okay, fair enough. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's, there is a, a beautiful irony, and, and it's kind of spursy to use that kind of horrible phrase. Um, it's only, uh, it's not even October yet, though, is it? I mean, it's not like they've won the league. Yeah, but they... Well, actually, Pochettino had a similar... I mean, it wasn't as good as how South, Southampton have performed this season, but they were up there around this time last year. I think they were fourth. It is, it is early, but they've started well. They've started on form. They're probably going to fade away because that's what you expect them to do and you expect the same well, five clubs to be up there towards like the middle to end, end part of the season. But it, it's... It, you know, when you compare us to them, they've got the momentum behind them and they look like a team... And then we're enjoying the football, whereas we're still trying to find like this new identity and philosophy, which is Pochettino's favourite word at the minute. It's just, it's just lack of English, he just repeats it. It's like Pochettino's favourite word. It's like saying fucking galvanise every 10 minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're <laughs> saying, saying hey every podcast. But, um, Southampton have won four Premier League games in a row. You know, so they've got a lot of and they've won four games since then. So, you know, they've actually got the momentum going, but I think we can we can upset them. I mean, we showed against, um, against Arsenal that we can, you know, play a different system and upset teams, and I think... Upsetting Southampton. Imagine, do you think you'd be saying that? Well, not necessarily upset them. I think we. I think there's... Um, what the Arsenal game showed is that the team did pull together and play very well. I think in the West Brom game, I think there was a bit disjointed. I think there were some players trying harder than others. So in the what? Arsenal game, I think every man, everyone to a man... Well, tired. Even if Lamella didn't play as well as some people thought. So, what is it? What, what do you think it is? I mean, they knew he's come in. Okay, he's obviously changed things, and we got loads of sound bites earlier in the season. All the players like him. They've, they've reacted positively to his training, and then out on the pitch, it's kind of a little bit fragmented. It's a little bit broken. Is this just a consequence of what we cited earlier that we've gone out and spent? Like 100 million quid off the back of selling Gareth Bell, and we've bought these signings that on paper made us excited without us actually logically thinking none of these players are players that we actually need. We haven't bought anything, we've got no 
we've got no. I think it might be you that said on on WhatsApp that we had pace against Arsenal, but in a, in a very transitional team. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, there's no manner that, that there's, there's no that fight. Bell. Yeah, there's, there's there's no individual that can get the ball and just run at them at a full pelt, and you kind of sort of get out of your seat and think something's going to happen here. So. What is it then? Is it is it a case that it's going to take a season for him to get us to where he needs to get us? Plus, selling five players and buying five players. Because if that's the case, fucking right. You know what? We're, we're just well, seriously, just write off. Don't Tot- have any expectations. Tot- yeah, that's what I've done, man. <laughs> <laughs> but but Spurs are like, and it's like it's like we've had a very bad car accident. We don't know how to walk again. <laughs> For about the third season in a row, very grim. You know, take our license away. You know, I mean, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're on crutches at the moment. We, we haven't got the crutches away. We're just letting out the wheels, tripping over every now and then, you know, like a child. But we, we, we're getting there. And what I would compare that, to, <laughs> <laughs> what I would say with that is, is, is our attack. I think going forward, when they get the um, the telepathy going, I think we'll do a lot yeah. better. But right well, now, right now, we're just. A, we're falling over. It's a good, good because we didn't really speak about this in the first half. Like Adi Bayor's getting a bit of abuse from Sog's abuse. I mean, he gets abuse every week, to be fair. But people are saying that he's had his chance. He's he's not firing. Bringing Roberto, get him up front. He had a good connection with Lamella in pre-season against you know teams that weren't very fit. So you know, there's an argument there that that doesn't count for anything. But what, what's your opinions? Do you actually think that we we need to change it to maybe fire Adi Bayor up a little bit? Or is it just again a consequence of this broken system where it isn't just there's no creativity, there's nothing being birthed from the centre. Ericsson seems very kind of like too deep, like he's defending and he's running about, he's working hard, but he's not really pushed up against the the rest of them. I just think of Adebayor, there's just very short memories. I mean, for every every good game he has, it seems to get forgotten about. If it wasn't for him last mm. season. Where, where would we be? I haven't got a problem with it. No, I'm, 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 I'm just I'm, saying generally. And Roberto Soldado has scored two and twenty in in, yeah, in the league. Good, in the league, but <laughs> <laughs> the, what what he has in his def- what what I guess he can say is that when he scores a goal, he gets dropped the next game. So he scored against um, Cardiff. Yeah, he's not been. And he got run. dropped against Norwich, I think, if memory serves correct. So maybe he does need to run against that Adebayor. Has, but I think Adebayor is our best striker, and he has to play. Yeah, I agree. I think long term. You'd like to see someone else come in, wouldn't you, really? I mean, ideally. But, you know, we bought a £25 million striker and it didn't work out. He turned out to be not all that good. And, you know, as much as I like Adebayo, and I agree 100% that there are people... I mean, there, he was that first season he was particularly good, wasn't he? And yeah. there's people that just will make out that that didn't happen. But I don't think he's ever been quite as good as he was at Arsenal in that one really great season. Mm. And, you know... He is he is bad too often, and we need. I think in the long term we need someone better. But at the same time, he's a very talented player. We, he's better than uh, he's the best striker at the club, without a doubt. Like you say, and in the meantime, you definitely. You pick think him. if the amount of money we spent on Saldado, uh, twenty six million, I think that could have been spent on Lukaku, or I know Benteke has been really badly injured, but. Well, going back to what Spooky said, that should have been sent, spent two or three years ago. We just waited window mm. after window after window to spend £26 million on a striker, and, and we ended up getting a dud, and it was a bit late. Not, not to go back into the politics, so this is a statement, not a deviation, again, back to Levy, but why did we not spend that money back then? 
and 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 why did we only spend the money when we sold Gareth Bell? Oh, hello, because we didn't have any fucking money to spend. So once we sold someone for thirty five million, suddenly we got a spending spree. And you got some people on Twitter going, "No, no, this is Joe Lewis back in. This is money from Tottenham." No, he isn't. You've just, we've just sold our biggest asset, and now we're spending the money off the back of it, breaking even, isn't it? Like, and maybe the reality is the, 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 the not the business model. The fact that we're Tottenham, we've got a thirty six k stadium. And we, we've got this, that, and the other. We cannot spend the money, but then you, then you can again. But it's a false economy, it, isn't it? I know we're going. We're talking about the last five years. We do spend years. a lot of money. We but, do spend. We yeah, do, but if you don't come in, in you got to speculate to accumulate, in you. We don't take risks, basically, and we don't do when we went to do it. <laughs> I just think in the the way world football is now, there's not many players who can who are just below world class who are within our reach. I mean, for example, right now, there's not many great strikers around. I mean, we get asked every week. You know, what strikers did you buy instead? And it's the same names. There's Boney, who's all right. There's Ben Tucker, who, yeah, yeah. who, who I've long said I've wanted. And Lukaku, who I still think is quite raw. Lukaku went for £28 million. If we spent that much on him, I wouldn't have been happy about it. He's a lot. He's a bit more... He's proven that he's done, he's done it... You know, he's a battery ram, as you've described him before. And he, and he has scored... And he has got but, premiership... You know, proven quality. Look at Papi Cisse, for example. When he went to Newcastle, yeah. everyone was saying, "Why the fuck didn't we buy him?" Mm. And look at him now; he's a bum. But isn't, <laughs> isn't the problem again that the fact that the likes of City and Chelsea are, are actually not just buying the top strikers in the world; they're actually buying the second and third tier mm. top strikers yeah, as backups. And now suddenly, the likes of Arsenal—I mean, Arsenal—they they give you all this. Oh yeah, we've signed him, and it. No, you're signing players that have been forced out of their clubs. Mm. Sanchez would not have left Barcelona. Ozil would hate the fact that he was getting pushed out of Real Madrid, but he got pushed out because Real Madrid just buy names for the sake of merchandising and, and profile. So they're well, it, accidentally having success in, in putting these people in because they can afford the wages. But us, we're looking at players like that T's mentioned that are still risks. Yeah. Who are we going to buy? Danny Welbeck? Do you know what I mean? It's well, like we, yeah, it's, exactly. It's, yeah, then there's he no was guarantees. Fucking is shit the other day. Just on the point, he was crap on Saturday. He had I, a handful of good moments, I thought, but at the end of the day, he's just not good enough, is he? Like that one where they end up putting the ball in yeah. the net, and he's just oh, having the fresh yeah. air shot. Jesus Christ! I mean, it's like you know they bought Ozil and, and uh, Sanchez. They may be rejects, but they're huge signings. But they've still got the likes of Danny Welbeck and whoever else they've got up front. Yeah, Podolski, Giroud. So coming back to Southampton and <laughs> are we playing them? <laughs> um, what, what do we need to beat them based on what you've seen this season? I, 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 to me, to be honest, I think that this will be the moment they come up against someone who it is are a test too. For them. It's, yeah. a, it's a massive test for them, and their confidence is going to be ridiculously high. People are all expecting them to get a result, and I think they're going to struggle because just we're better. Well, well, there there is that, but also um, something quite minimal actually is that the Man City game last year when we lost was it six 0 Yeah. From the kickoff, we'd always bring the ball backwards, and this season we bring the ball forwards. Straight away from the kickoff, go forward, and that just shows mentality. Something, something as small as that just shows a difference in our mentality that yeah. we that we go forward, that we try to attack teams, and. Um, I did feel at times under AVB he was just so he was just so pragmatic and I think hey, Pochettino was less so and I feel that we should get the right result. Well, so, look, yeah. the West Brom game might just be the game that makes 
the team. Yes. Just, uh, yes. you know, not to, again to overblow it, because if we lose against Southampton, then we're back to where we were. And then you could argue that there's, there, there's fundamentally a problem with the attitude of the players, because the coach can only do a certain amount. Well, it's the coach's responsibility, but you expect a certain level of commitment from the players. And man-to-man, in comparison to most teams in the league, if you go out and put the effort in, we should really be winning. You know, unless the, the, the tactics constrain us to the point where we're sitting back and like playing like AVB plays, where we're not really kind of taking the the, the, the ball into their in, in, into their half and actually trying to win the game by playing attacking football, you think we're good enough to do it. And Pochettino's tactics aren't negative. So what is happening when they're out on the pitch? So I, 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 I think there's a lot of joking before, but I expect us to, to win this game. And the only thing is, I think if you look at the squad, there's players in there that are just well capable of having a bad game in there. You know, you look at the team that played against Arsenal and got a one-all. I mean, you wouldn't be surprised to see six of those players not have a brilliant game at once. You know what mm. I mean? I think that's the that's the argument against that. Oh, the reality, man, it just weighs me down. Yeah, you're just Sorry writing off everything. No, but, you, but, but you're right. Maybe then I'm putting faith in in the players always playing at a, a level that I, as a supporter, would expect them. And the level you blog at, do you know what I mean? That's <laughs> that's you don't let your joke. Why isn't this man more often? <laughs> Hello, he's a legend. Or were you making a joke there? Oh, shit, no, blogs. No, 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 it wasn't no. sarcasm, that was it? No, because I, I no, couldn't no, tell. No. You're no. the Luca Modric of. Uh... Cheers, mate. Like a metronome. <laughs> that's like isn't a metronome kind of someone that's it's, consistent. Consistent. it's consistent keeps, keeps pace oh, that's consistent. Yeah, yeah consistent there you go kind of like the Bill Bent lab no gets no. a big team so you, you know his balls shrink <laughs> so maybe um, Ryan Mason is, is that guy now so but we'll see him. that we'll guy no, no, that, 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 that you said that guy no I said that you said D-A-T well I, I was wrong <laughs> that guy not, not, not Welbs oh Jesus <laughs> We've, we've got we've we've got to go for the jugular to use a, a cliched footballing expression. I can't just say that like, either. Right. I was going to actually <laughs> introduce because uh, when we listen back to the podcast, often you'll hear some horrible cliches. Uh, literally every two minutes, because obviously our our uh, abilities as broadcasters get shown up week in week out. So I was thinking of bringing like a BB gun to the podcast, and every time someone says, "and I I have control of this BB gun," <laughs> some of people so, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> Uh, says some. I'm still got my hand like cocked, like I've got it in my. Hand. <laughs> uh, anyone says a terrible cliche to get shot in the neck with a BB gun. Are you okay with this? You're going to go home stinging, though, aren't you? That's the trouble. I, 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 I've got the gun, so I'm going to shoot myself. I'm not a dick. I might, I might sneak one in there. All right. Well, we'll, we'll just be aware of the cliches. Right. Is what I'm well, saying. What, what, what Al will do is that will everyone stop getting shot? <laughs> yeah. Just shot, 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 shot. Shot. <laughs> All right. Let's do some. We didn't even talk about Besiktas, but fuck them. They've only scored like one goal in every single game they've had forever. Well, since this season. Okay. Well, that's and they drew against um, that um, Greek team too. So. Well, we should do all right, yeah. That, that Greek team. The level of fucking punditry on this. <laughs> <laughs> that Greek team. And James Richardson is shitting it here in the <laughs> Have they got any notable players? Denver Bar. Denver Bar, yeah. Did, the, the, a lot of the team are Turkish. I thought they'd have a lot more, you know, foreigners. And Galatasaray, uh, Raya are the ones that buy yeah. all the, the foreign imports. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Les Ferdinand played for them once. as much as I know about Besiktas. Who did Sunas put the flag in the centre circle for? I think uh, uh, that was uh, he, he was manager of who's Fenerbahce. Oh, was uh, Fener- it? Oh, yeah. 
Fenerbahce and he went into the mid no he was manager of Galatasaray yeah and he went into Fenerbahce's yeah. with yeah. a Galatasaray flag and planted it in the middle of the pitch when uh, Kevin Campbell signed for Trabzonspor they sacrificed a goat on the pitch didn't they <laughs> that's how it's actually they did that for so Les Ferdinand too. what is it with big is it whenever they sign a black player <laughs> probably <laughs> but they, uh, honestly uh, Turkish teams love a big black powerful forward so they've got uh, Les Ferdinand Denver Bar Daly and Atkinson went over there <laughs> I know Duras for selling. Kevin, Kevin Campbell. Oh, Duras for selling powerful. No, no. Kevin no. Campbell. Kevin Campbell. It, there is this, some love over there. I swear there, played there once. Amakachi did <laughs> play there. So, I don't know what, what's going on. And Jogba. Yeah, Jogba. Yeah, See, there is, there is a pattern here. I'm not... This isn't vaguely racist. There's a pattern racist. emerging. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> but... Um, yeah, I don't know much about Besiktas other than Denver Bar, who we didn't just mention just now. They've got uh, a Canadian bro. bloke, but I've never heard of him. Well, d- this is it. I mean, we're, we're not getting any better here, is <laughs> we? are not getting this. <laughs> leave it. Some let's Canadian just leave it bloke. Move on. Uh, Atiba Hutchinson. Let's just do the predictions for Southampton. We'll put Besiktas to, to the side. We will win 2-1. I think we'll win 5-0. 2-1, but as T said 2-1, I'll say 3-1. I'll go 1-0 Tottenham Hotspur I'll yeah. take it I'll take it it's a clean sheet nice all day sheet. long all day long ok so uh, yeah like we will just to we, when you say clean sheet just going back to Loris yeah he was brilliant oh that's oh, safe oh, we kind of we kind of breezed over it we but didn't even talk uh, about him he, he, he was amazing the highlights I saw you saw every save he made just looked it, was he great in the fact that it weren't just the saves that he made and that amazing down by his left hand side I'm not mm. sure who made the header or how it came in but he, th- there was that you know, they weren't sure whether or not it was a goal or not. Oh, it was definitely not anywhere near the line. It wasn't, and it was an amazing, amazing save. It was. It just kind of rubber stamps how much of a good player he is for us. By watching the game back, you could hear him so clearly just saying away, mastering his defence. Yeah, he's, he's, he's and everything he's leader. Well. Anything that was hung up in the box, he just caught. Mm-hmm. Every, he didn't drop a single catch. He didn't put a foot mm-hmm. wrong. I do love him. That's why him and Kabul were, you know, probably the highest rated players. They didn't, they didn't make a single mistake. I think that's the, that, that you've nailed the actual problem that we've got. You've, in the past, we had Ledley King and then Luka Modric and then. Van der Vaart and so you, you, so, I'm just yeah. saying <laughs> you, have, you have a spine it's not just quality players but players that actually have belief and they inspire and they lead by example so you, ha- you have natural leaders across the team which then kind of allows you to to have players that might dip in form a little bit but Whereas now we've got who we've got maybe one player that's guaranteed to be like that. Well, like when the captaincy was announced, I mean, it's just there was no other than Loris, there was no one they no. could announce that you wouldn't love, no. you know. Yeah. And then we got Adebayor and uh, Adebayor as a vice captain. It is comical, isn't it? But yeah, there's not a lot of options, really, is there? Was there any who was a bit nervous about giving Loris the captaincy because he's a goalkeeper or that he's only been at the club I a year know. or so? Maybe didn't yeah, want it. I, I, maybe didn't want it. I don't know. I don't, he doesn't strike me we, as a man who would shirk away from that. We it, don't know what happens in, in, in the dressing room apart from them walking around naked. But maybe you don't need that distraction. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? It's behind the scenes, isn't it? But it was certainly Kabul was an odd one. Well, we've always you... heard about Adibayor being very vocal. Right. And, 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 and someone that, that gets all the players up. So maybe it was a token, you know, you're, you've been here for a number of years. Everybody loves you. They react to you. Here it is. And maybe Kabul experience I mean he hasn't played that, that often so you, t- if Ledley King was our captain then you can't really dispute got, the, the vice captain was bollocks though yeah, it's it was Aaron Lennon like, before wasn't it oh, I, mean, yeah. I can't think of a less player suited for captaincy <laughs> in history of football has Adi, Adi Bayo 
played for Tottenham longer than any other club he's ever been at? I think probably has, actually. Yeah, it's been so what, maybe, four years now. About that. About that. Don't know, do we? Right. He joined in 2011. I will never ask a question that isn't in the running order ever. Did he make been, his debut? He joined in 2011 against Wolves. Right. Yeah. Scott Parker didn't say they'd be in the same days. Yeah, that's so true. So it's three years, it might be four seasons in yeah, that four that's years. That's not that long, is it? Fair enough. Well, I think Kabula and Lennon were longer. Oh, Lennon's our longest serving player, isn't he now, yeah? Yeah, oh yeah, by a long, long, long shot. Yeah. Uh, this is, you're going to love this question, Spook. Am I? Yeah, when Levy eventually steps down and pens his autobiography, what will he say was his biggest regret when in charge of Tottenham Hotspur? For me, it would be not investing during the squad when we finally qualified for the Champions League. Can you say anything that you haven't said already about that squad at that time? Well, they, I or mean, he's not going to write an autobiography, is he? And I don't no. think he's a man that has regrets. I mean, if he if, yeah, if exactly. he regrets not investing in a squad, I mean, he's he's, he's having that regret a lot of times. You know, he's having that regret twice a year, isn't he? So do you yeah. think just not, keep him going. So hypothetically speaking, you don't think there's anything? Yeah, not not in the context, not, of the not moving the, not moving the club to Stratford because he would have he would have had everything pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean the the, the naming rights and the sponsorship were probably guaranteed from uh, what's that American firm Coca-Cola no McDonald's <laughs> <laughs> there's an entertainment uh, company oh, oh AEG AEG I mean it, it, it really uh, it really looked like that was a shortcut although arguably for him being he's well known as the hardest negotiator not just just as a businessman he, he takes no fucking enemies he watches so, the same so, motivational tapes as Flo. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't blame him. So you think about the whole Stratford thing, which to me looked like a complete setup. Like they were always going to give it to West Ham. I mean, they voted forty nil in favour of, of West Ham United. So surely he would have known that. So all this kind of Machiavellian. Oh, he knew that all along, and he was doing it to prove how. I, 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 part That's of me, bullshit. yeah, I, 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 he was I definitely going for it, wasn't he? Yeah, without a doubt, and I think he genuinely thought. He could he could do it, and I don't know what he was doing to make him believe that, because we got not a single vote. So hard negotiator, maybe not the best decision maker as proven in the football side. So you can't win them all. The Daniel Levy story. <laughs> That's the title of his biography. Should, should, no regrets in it. The Levy, no Daniel regret. Levy story. What what he should have done, right? Regrets. He should have very quickly, very very quickly. I hope that that is true. I hope he comes out of an office with no regrets. He'd just be fishing every Tottenham supporter on the planet. <laughs> That would be amazing. The timeline of all the people who came in all day long. <laughs> no <laughs> regrets. He should have just appointed someone to, to deal with football. No regrets. Do you know what I mean? And and, and he can he deals with the the, the the money side and gets someone because I think he's too involved in didn't, the football decisions. Didn't he employ George Graham? No, he sat George Graham. That's probably his biggest yeah. regret, isn't it? <laughs> so so hang on, he wasn't involved in the employment. Of no, he wasn't. George, no, he sat him. Sugar, sugar. sugar yeah. Okay, all right, but that's what I had. Should know, should know this stuff really. <laughs> I think his biggest regret would be sacking Yol in the way that he yeah. did. Not yeah. sacking him full stop, but in the way he did it. So why did he do it though? He's never had any remorse, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think Yol was. I think, I think towards the end, Yol had lost his. Let's address There, there was that rumour, and I don't, I don't believe well, it. Well, the Newcastle Yeah, that he, he interviewed for the Newcastle job while he was Tottenham manager. I think that's a fact, but, isn't it? Well, if he did, then maybe Levy was like, fuck you, you're getting sacked during the game, mate. Not for that job, not for them. At the time, they were half decent. Yeah, but still, still up there. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, I, 
it's, it's a tricky one because he's made so many bad decisions. One I, I hold him to most is the Stratford stuff because it broke my heart massively. Mm, me, um, too, me too. But footballing side of it, I just think that every decision, even if the, it was the wrong one, in his head, he thought he was making the right decision. And you want someone who leads the football club to be sure in their decisions. Mm. And even if you get it wrong, you think, do I believe this 100%? And he always has gone about his business in a way that he... It does seem like he does believe what he's doing, even if it is a huge mistake. And actually, at the time, most of the decisions he made, I don't think there's... They're not huge mistakes, isn't it? It's just a load of, like, contentious sackings, really. But when Yoel went, I wasn't like... I was upset. Well, Mignol's done nothing since, has he? Like... I, I was. I think Yol was harshly sacked. Rednow was harshly sacked. AVB was harshly sacked. But I don't think any of them. You go. This is the biggest mistake we've ever made as a football. Player. We all understood the decisions that he was making, and even Stratford, you understood from a business perspective mm. where he was going. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, we're a business. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I would have never have gone to watch Spurs again in my life. No, I never taken too, my club neither. away. But you can understand from his perspective what he was doing, and I think that every step he made, it isn't necessarily about profit. It is about the best interests of the company that he owns. I was just going to... That's the point I'm going to make. A lot of people cane him for the decisions, but it's a group decision from Enoch. He's just the head. I don't think, he, I don't think he's um, independently making the decision to go to um, Stratford or to sack Martin Yole or, or even Redknapp. So I think it's Enoch as a collective. Would you be sorry decisions. to see him go? Um, it depends on what replaces him, isn't it? It's the same with um. I need if Gareth Bell, Bell was replaced by, for argument's sake, someone as um, galvanising as um, Luis Suarez, someone more realist, someone like Luis Suarez, then you wouldn't be sorry to see him go. But if if the person who replaces him isn't as good, then okay, I'm so sorry. Like Kane Hoyer, which seems like a you know an, it's a, an investment company, so it'd be the same shit. Like, like Enoch, like yeah. Enoch is. So yeah. so would would if it is the same shit, would you just be thinking oh, it would be another person like Daniel Levy? At least, like he has been there for a long, long time, longer than any other playing personnel at the, uh, the club. I mean, it, surely there must be a kind of little, or is it an element of better the devil you know? Well, there, there is that. I think he. I don't think he's done a terrible job, but I think it'd be nice to see what someone else could. He hasn't. Not. I mean, you look at where we were when he joined, or when Enoch took well, over. Started from the bottom, now we're here. I think. <laughs> I think the problem is we're doomed, no matter how you look at it, because when they do build this stadium, and we've got sixty thousand. And they want to fill that stadium. We're going to have loads of plastics. We're going to have loads of tourists come in. I think the the the, the club will will change, and that's just progression. It's just the way of the world. Every club's going down that route. Even Chelsea looking to build a new stadium, or or, or, or kind of build on top of the dump they, they're fucking playing at the minute. But you know, football's changing to the point where it, it is this mass marketing campaign to kind of. Bring people in. He's yeah, well placed to deliver on that. Isn't yeah, he? and and the thing is, if it'd be interesting to see how he if he stayed, if they didn't sell up, if they built the stadium and, and and wanted to keep it, which I don't think they want to do. I think they want to build it up and then sell it and then retire or do whatever they're going to do. But it would be interesting to see what he could actually do as a chairman, based on the club having more money to spend on wages and and and, and transfer budgets and whatever else. Because if we're bringing in that revenue then arguably we should be competing for the signings of other of other players that want to come down and play in, in London. So, you know, as a chairman, you could argue he's, he's done a great job. And, and they basically... Sugar sorted out the finances, arguably, but they, they've come in and they've got us on a good turnover, net spend, whatever else. But 
football-wise, we, I don't give a shit. We spend more time talking about the fucking chairman than we do That's mostly tactics. you, though, to be fair. Yeah. No, well, no. What's the blog for? What would you have done if, we, if, if Levy had been uh, sold? or what, what would you have done with the name of your blog? I, I would have kept it and written letters to him... <laughs> <laughs> like say yes. this is what you've fucking what? left behind you cunt yeah. what are you no, doing now that's brilliant <laughs> what are you doing on the beach uh, <laughs> yeah. oh no I'm, I'm never I'm never gonna I'm never gonna change the domain name there's absolutely no point in doing that I mean the, the worst thing that will happen is I just quit writing completely because well, you lose a couple of readers the three or four you'd lose couple oh then the blog dies if yeah. I lose three or four readers yeah, that's sort of my point I think we need yeah, to well I just wanted to make sure that you knew that I knew that you knew that <laughs> you're going to fucking die okay that's it from the Fighting Cop podcast Jack thank you so much for coming down oh thanks for having me uh, one more time what's the name of the oh yeah if you go to holdfastnetwork.com you can listen to some podcasts you might uh, enjoy as much as you enjoy this one yeah do you reckon you better, you better Mate, hope you may. they enjoy it. I'm the point you no guarantees. You, you, no you better hope they enjoy it more than this one. <laughs> but they're still listening to the end, so... That's yeah. true, actually. Loyal. Loyal to the end. Um, you can read web uh, articles, blogs, podcasts, forums and shops. You can't read shops, but, <laughs> but you can, you can get all of that shit on the fightingcop.co.uk. Uh, you can download a free app uh, on Android. And, and iOS. Uh, iOS, thank you. And um, you can still buy the fanzine. The fanzine is... Where can you get it? It's thefightingcop.co.uk forward slash shop. Yeah. Both the first and second issue of the fanzine. The third one's in the making. It's just, you know, it's like Mr. J's album, Detox. It will come out eventually. Yeah. Come out already. No, we, um, it's not like that, because it will, will actually come out. Of course it will, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are we going to give Ricky a call? And then just cut him off? Uh, no, because Fuck that would take man. me ages to ring. Really? Him. Yeah, so you would be fucked up as well. So, so like he's just left it. No, no, not like he's listening. No, I just wanted to mug him off, and now I'm I've mugged myself off. I've mugged myself off. I've mugged myself off. I've mugged myself off. Now I'm I've mugged myself off. I've mugged myself off. I've mugged myself off. I've mugged myself off. Now I'm I've mugged myself off. Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. 
Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.